Yeah, so I want to first of all share with you all um, the few suttas I pasted. Um, in particular, I want to just start off the sutta, the, the, today's sharing with this sutta. Yeah, Upada Sutta. Uh, the title is uh, translated as Half, Half of the Holy Life. Yeah, and as you we look at the sutta, you become familiar. You will see why it's called half. Ipan, uh, What is half? Yeah. So the sutta starts off with uh, the, the usual. Uh, I have heard that on one occasion. Yeah, so usually translated as thus have I heard uh, once. Yeah. So I have heard that on one occasion. The Blessed One was living among the Sakyans. Now there is a second town named Sakara. There Venerable Ananda went to the Blessed One and on arrival, having bowed down to the Blessed One, sat to one side. As he was sitting there, Venerable Ananda said to the Blessed One, This is half of the holy life, Lord. Admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie. Yeah, so this is what Parabhananda said. Uh, ring a bell. Let me say this before. Have a... No? Some... <laughs> uh, skip too many classes. Uh. <laughs> so Parabhananda often would go to the Buddha. Yeah. He's, uh, he's both his attendant and also his cousin. So you can imagine the very close, um, uh, in a way, bond uh, that Varabhananda had with the Buddha. So imagine him going to him to the Buddha and say, "This is half of the holy life." Yeah. So in other suttas, he will exclaim about his own thoughts. You know, yeah. So then, when you look at what the Buddha said, don't say that, Nanda. <laughs> don't say that. Admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie is actually the whole of the holy life. When a monk has admirable people as friends, companions, and comrades, he can be expected to develop and pursue the noble eightfold path. Um, so remember yesterday during our Siapusa uh, catch up, just nice. Huh? That's why it's important to develop that kind of uh, friendship. Yeah. Ah, welcome, welcome. Lie, lie. Yes, take a seat, take a seat. No problem. Is this the first time you all attend SGC in person? First time. Oh, lie. Three years, ah. Uh. Three years expire with you, right? Okay, Lai. Uh, introduce yourself again. Wait, <laughs> I must pass then the mic. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Yeah. Then we should turn your mic, turn your webcam, one of the webcam. Uh, one of your handphone connect to the... Remember it? <laughs> that mic still can. Wait, Choto. So for the live audience, please hold while we handle some technical difficulties. No, 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 no. No, what are you doing? Use your hand handphone. Hello, <laughs> Can is it okay? Can don't pass to me. Uh, point at them. It's, it's supposed to use it as a webcam. Turn on the camera. No, no, the, not the camera. Turn on your zoom. Turn on your web video. Uh, do horizontal. Yes, very good. <laughs> Oh. 
Marcel, Marcel, you should pass to him. Oh, come on, I'm having a feedback here. You must turn off your that speaker must turn off. Marcel, you should stay with your station. You are supposed to make sure that that gets to the stream. Is, is that onto the stream yet? You should switch over. Uh, but now I'm seeing. <laughs> switch your video. And don't turn on your fake background, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to switch over. So, our dear friends online, this is why you need uh, admirable companionship to show you how to use Zoom. Admirable camaraderie to bring along a handphone. Yes, <laughs> admirable friendship to tell you. Stop now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but then you need to turn off the background. Eh? Okay. Your fake background. Okay, man. Ah, yes. Yep. See? Super pro. Hello. Yeah. Where else? I have any. I switch off the device. Welcome, welcome. Okay, very good. Okay, go back to your station. <laughs> Switch back to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that a good number of you all haven't heard of this before. Huh? I mentioned in so many classes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a, a sutta that is very interesting because um, not only did the Buddha um, like uh, uh, refute what Narabhananda said when he said that it's half. He even went on to say uh, it's the whole of the holy life. Yeah. Uh, now compare that with how we view Buddhism today, where many times uh, a person can go to a Dharma class attend Dhamma class for one year, two years, three years, um, and not know anybody in the class. You know, a person can go to a temple and go for puja, one month, two months, three months, and then six months, a year, um, and not know anybody. Yeah. And if you turn up or don't turn up, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah. I recall there was once I was teaching at, uh, uh, should I say the center? <laughs> anyway, it's a fact. Uh. So, uh, but better don't say the center. <laughs> but not Buddhist library, okay, not Buddhist library. Uh, it's another center. Uh, it's a, uh, I cannot say the acronym also. Say acronym immediately, no. Uh, anyway, it was quite it. Uh, the, the point is, it's quite an uh, insightful experience. Because I was, it was my first lesson with them, and I was teaching the, uh, I think, year two, year two, one of the module. And so because it was the first lesson, I, I asked them to introduce themselves. So, and it was a very small group. So, and the, the classroom was actually a meeting room. <laughs> It was quite cute, yeah. Uh, and after the class, uh, a good number of them stayed back. And the class monitor actually led the rest of the students to come forward 
and they thanked me profusely. And initially, I thought that it was because my talk was quite good. It turned out that they didn't, they wasn't there to thank me for that. They thanked me for uh, introduce, getting them to introduce each other. <laughs> because despite uh, coming to the end of year two for them at that point in time, that was the first time they got to know each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And I wouldn't be surprised that even until today, uh, sometimes we forget about this. Sometimes we forget about this. Uh, and sometimes there is this notion that when we come to uh, Buddhism, we come to a Buddhist center, that we shouldn't engage in um, the kind of uh, social interaction. That when we enter, we should just keep quiet. And before the session starts, we should just close our eyes, meditate. And if anybody were to come and try to make conversation, you should stare at them and <laughs> like keep them far apart. You know, uh, besides the social distancing now, you know, uh, but uh, I think in in Buddhist circle, sometimes there's such a thing. Uh, of course, we also see that among the, the those who attend, sometimes they may know each other already and then they attend as a group. Or what in other social circles is called a clique. <laughs> so then they will, it's a very insular group. Yeah, A few of them come together, then they go together. They come together, they go together. One don't come, everybody don't come. <laughs> yeah. So this is called the social structure. Huh? But um, if you look at this sutta, not quite. Huh? So what did the Buddha say? And how does a monk who has admirable people as friends, companions, and comrades develop and pursue the noble eightfold path? So the, the, the friends, companions, and comrades, that means those who are practicing together, they serve a purpose, you know, to help the, the monk practice the... Uh, Noble Eightfold Path. There's a case where a monk develops right view depending, dependent on seclusion, dependent on dispassion, dependent on cessation, resulting in relinquishment. He develops right resolve, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration, dependent on seclusion, Dependent on this passion, dependent on cessation, depend, uh, resulting in relinquishment. This is how a monk who has admirable people as friends, companions, and colleagues develops and pursues the noble eightfold path. Yeah. So we find that this interesting because while the the monk here, I want to highlight while the sutta in the Buddha, the Buddha mentioned about a monk. Yeah. So, because the context is often yeah, directing towards the uh, monks. But anyone who is pursuing the noble eightfold path should be applicable. Yeah. So, while the, this person were to practice yeah, um, dependent on seclusion, dispassion, cessation, and resulting in, in relinquishment. But all, all the factors are done um, with having uh, admirable people as friends, companions, and comrades. Yeah. So there's a there's a mix of mixture of these two. Yeah. So the notion of what we think of as friends is a bit different. <clears throat> so, and of course, then that's the, the last paragraph is the closing. And through this line of reasoning, one may know how admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie is actually the whole of the holy life. It is independence on me as an admirable friend, that being subject to birth, have gained release from birth, that being subject to aging, have gained release from aging, that being subject to death, have gained release from death, that being subject to sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress, and despair. Now, this is a standard uh, uh, formula I was often share with you. Have gained release from sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress, and despair. 
It is through this line of reasoning that one may know how admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie is actually the whole of the holy life. And so we must stop the satu orang kakilai kakikula. But on the other hand, there's also other suttas where the Buddha have, have highlighted at length yeah, on the, in this sutta called Kaga, Kaga Visana Sutta, a rhinoceros. Yeah, you know rhinoceros? Yeah. So in this sutta, uh, the Buddha at length described how uh, so this part is actually the translator's notes are the front part, I think. The whole thing is a sutta. Hey, how come, uh, wait, hang on. Uh. Let me try to space it out a bit. I think when I paste it in, the spacing got lost. So uh, I'm going to just do it as we as we read now. Okay, so it starts off with renouncing violence for all living beings, harming not even a one, he will not wish for offspring, so how a companion, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Yeah. So you'll find that this Sosutta has a, it's like a poem, almost like a poem, and it all ends with wonder alone like a rhinoceros. Yeah. So I'm going to just space them out a bit. And you can see. So just now talk, talk about having uh, good friendship, yeah, companionship and camaraderie. But here, eh? Wander alone like a rhinoceros. Yeah? For a sociable person, there are allurements. On the heels of allurement, this pain. Seeing allurements draw back, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Or how? On one hand, should have to practice together with friends. On the other hand, then, then the Buddha tells us, hey, but there's some problem, you know. Yeah? One whose mind is enmeshed in sympathy for friends and companions neglects the true goal. Seeing this danger in intimacy, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So is there, is there a conflict? Yeah? Seems to be right, yeah. or is it that the way we understand friendship and companionship, yeah, uh, tends to be of a certain nature? Yeah. That perhaps having friendship and companionship doesn't always mean that you must have the kind of strong attachment, yeah. like spreading bamboo and twined, is concerned for offspring and spouses, like a bamboo sprout, untangling, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So the few verses that we have gone through talk about the thoughts and dangers of a person who is um, entwined in um, friendships or relationships where your state of mind is affected by those you care for. So if you recall in some talks I mentioned, if you care for someone, and as a result of that caring, or if you're attached to someone, and then you care for someone, that's easy to do. Everybody can do that. If you are not attached to someone, and so you don't care for that person, that's also easy to do. The difficult thing to do is, to 
care for someone without being attached to that person. Yeah? Yeah. So I would say that if you can do that, then at the same time, you are like a rhinoceros, yeah? free of the entanglement. Yeah? But at the same time, you benefit from the friendship and you can benefit others with your friendship also. As a deer in the vows, unfettered, goes for forage wherever it wants. The wise person, valuing freedom, wanders alone like a rhinoceros. In the midst of companions, when staying at home, when going out wandering, you are prey to request, valuing the freedom, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Oh, this is so true. Huh? <laughs> Uh, the number of requests I receive. <laughs> but at the same time, I, in the sutta, whenever people come to the Buddha or the monks for requests, you, I, I rarely, if ever, see them rejecting one. Yeah, any request, then you see, and the Tathagata uh, seated in silence, uh, agreed in silence. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps there's a difference in stages also. Uh. In some stages, maybe uh, you, you associate with those who are fellow practitioners to support each other to practice, not to pull each other down, you know, <laughs> not to, uh, not just purely for the social, social part. So, uh, the, 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 there is sporting and love in the midst of companions and abundant fondness for offspring. <laughs> Keep talking about offspring. Huh? <laughs> Feeling, disgust, <laughs> Feeling disgust at the prospect of parting from those who have been dear, one who would be dear, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Without resistance in all four directions, content with whatever you get, enduring troubles with no dismay, wander alone like a rhinoceros. They are hard to please, some of those gone forth, as well as those living in the household life. Shedding concern for this offspring of others, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So you see a certain theme here. Yeah? that the Buddha um, uh, would uh, exhort the monks yeah, to keep a distance as well, yeah, to keep a distance. Yeah. So then if you compare with the earlier verse, earlier sutta, then it also means that in those cases, the, the friendship, companionship, and the camaraderie uh, it exists solely for the purpose of mutual support in the spiritual life. Okay, let me uh, let me do some spacing here. <clears throat>
So how, if you go by the number of verses, seems to be one that is rhinoceros winning a... Cutting off the householder's mark, marks like a covilar tree that has shed its leaves, the prudent one cutting off cutting all household ties, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Yeah, so this is good for those who want to ordain. Uh, yeah, so quite, quite a clear distinction here. If you gain a mature companion, a fellow traveler, right, living and wise, overcoming all dangers, go with him, gratified, mindful. If you don't gain a mature companion, a fellow traveler, right living and wise, wander alone like a king, renouncing his kingdom, like the elephant in the Matanga vows his herd. We praise companionship, yes. Those on a par or better should be chosen as friends. If they are not to be found, living thoughtlessly, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Ah, so you have the answer here. Yeah. Also, as I mentioned earlier, the earlier sutta doesn't mean that our usual idea of friends and companionships, yeah, but for mutual support on a path, yeah, and this is these two lines are very crucial. Huh? If you look at these two lines here, okay. so comparing these two, the first one is where if you gain a mature companion, a fellow traveler, that means you're both practicing on the path right to living and wise. Then this person, you can have uh, have him as a friend, as a companion uh, on the path. But if you cannot find such a person, then like a king re renouncing his kingdom, like the elephant in the Matanga hurts, yeah, renouncing his hurt, then you might as well just do it alone. <laughs> so then the question is, as I mentioned earlier, in the Buddhist circle, we tend to see people, one person go, one person go back. Huh? Are we saying, is it the case that in the whole of Singapore, there's no suitable friends? <laughs> Shouldn't be. Huh? Shouldn't be. Yeah. I personally think, I, I find that um, there's also another factor here, which is that... Um, I think there's a certain social stigma, a certain taboo. Yeah, uh, if people um, sort of uh, how do I put it? So-called, if a person is a bit more sociable, you know, uh, in some I don't say all in some traditional uh, temples, yeah, may be frowned upon. Yeah, may be frowned upon. Uh, but as I shared with the Sampusa yesterday, uh, if if among the community uh, we are not able to um, develop some level of friendship, uh, how can there be trust between each other? And if there's no trust between each other, when we encounter difficulties in our life, how are we able to feel comfortable enough to share with one another our troubles? And if we are not able to share with one another our troubles in our life, then how can we expect others within the community to help us? Yeah. And if we are not able to receive help from one another, then of course we will feel like Buddhism doesn't help us in our life. <laughs> See the, the connection? 
Yeah. And this is the case, isn't it? That we sometimes hear people say that Buddhism doesn't seem to help me, you know, in my actual life. Yeah. All it offers seems to be let's go and pray, chant. Uh, you have a lot of bad karma. I'll go and repent more. Uh, you haven't purified enough. Yeah. Or, or better still, uh, you are suffering because it's your bad karma. So just endure with it. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of advice is that? <laughs> so seeing radiant bracelets of gold, well made by a smith, clinking, clashing, two on an arm, wander alone like a rhinoceros, thinking. In the same way, if I were to live with another, there would be careless talk or abusive. <clears throat> uh, seeing this future danger, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So if, if people living in harmony, uh, in line with the noble eightfold path, in line with the ten wholesome deeds, uh, then there's mutual support. Otherwise, you hang out there, you end up... Uh, uh, that day I also mentioned, you end up chit-chatting, <laughs> yeah. have a lot of problems. Because sensual pleasures, elegant, honeyed, and charming, bewitch the mind with their manifold forms, seeing this drawback in sensual strengths, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So this is more about guarding the senses. Calamity, tumour, misfortune, disease, and arrow a danger for me. Seeing this danger in sensual strands, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Now, this whole section here, this is a series of, quite, this is also a standard formula where the Buddha used different uh, descriptions yeah, for sensual, uh, the five cords of sensual pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Cold and heat, hunger and thirst, wind and sun, horse flies and snakes. So, enduring all this without exception, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So, you'll find that in many cases, the Buddha speaks on both ends, you know. So this list, this list, <clears throat> at least um, up to this point, is also highlighted in the Vinaya, where the Buddha talk about the purpose of the ropes. That the purpose of the ropes is to protect the, the monks from cold, heat, hunger, or not hunger and thirst, cold, heat, wind, sun, uh, horse flies, and the creepy crawlies. But yet, on the other hand, the Buddha says we should endure all this without exception. Interesting, huh? So it means that if you can find ropes, then you use it. Lah. <laughs> Cannot find rope, endure. <laughs> huh? So if you can find icon, use. Lah. Cannot have icon, then endure. Like, one there. Then all the... All the Online participants, hey, <laughs> lucky I never go to Bia. Sifu, last, suddenly switch off aircon. A great, as a great white elephant with massive shoulders, renouncing his herd, lives in the wilds wherever he wants, wander alone, alone like a rhinoceros. There's no way that one delighting in comp company can touch even momentary release. Heeding the solar kinsman's words, wander alone like a rhinoceros, transcending the contortion of views, the sure way attained, the path gained, realizing, unlike by others, I have knowledge arisen. Wander alone like a rhinoceros, with no greed, no deceit, no thirst, no hypocrisy, delusion and blemishes blown away, with no inclinations. For all the world, every world, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Avoid the com evil companion, disregard the, disregarding the goal, 
intent on the out-of-tune way, don't take as a friend someone heedless and hankering, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Also again, the contrast. Those who are, who are the ones who are con considered evil companion, those who disregard the goal, intent on the out-of-tune way. So it's wayward. Uh. So don't take a, as a friend someone heedless and hankering. So these are qualities that is actually highlighted in other suttas also. Consort with one who is learned, who maintains the Dharma, a great and quick-witted friend. Knowing the meanings, subdue your perplexity. Then wander alone like a rhinoceros. <clears throat> and so spend enough time with those who are knowledgeable to learn the Dharma. And so if you recall the the four, four steps. So, associate with uh, the the good spiritual friend. And it means someone who knows the path, the fruit, is able to teach, and compassion to teach you. For what purpose? For the purpose of to hear the right Dharma. So, this is a parallel here. Free from longing, find no pleasure in the world's hot love or sensual bliss, abstaining from adornment, speaking the truth, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Abandoning offspring, spouse, father, mother, riches, gate, grain, relatives and sensual pleasures altogether, wander alone like a rhinoceros. <clears throat> I think for some people, some of these verses are not very palatable. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means possessions. Huh? But I think for, yeah, so nowadays would be giving up your cars. Huh? <laughs> oh, so I can just give up the car yesterday. <laughs> sadu, sadu. Now you can truly be like a rhinoceros. <laughs> she said, I want to be a rhinoceros with a car. <laughs> then I can wander alone in a car like a rhinoceros. <laughs> this is a bondage, a baited hook. There's little happiness here, next to no satisfaction, all the more suffering and pain. So the, the, the here refers to samsara. Huh? Knowing this, circumspect, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Shattering fetters like a fish in the watering, water tearing a net, like a fire not coming back to what's burnt, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Eyes downcast, not footloose, senses guarded with protected mind, not oozing, not burning, with lust, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Taking off the householder's marks like a coral tree that has shed its leaves, going forth in the ochre rope, wander alone like a rhinoceros, showing no greed for flavors, not careless, going from house to house for arms, with mind un unenmeshed in this family or that, wander alone like a rhinoceros, abandoning barriers to awareness, expelling all defilements, all non-dependent, cutting aversion, allurement, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Turning our back on pleasure and pain, as earlier with sorrow and joy, attaining pure equanimity, tranquility, wander alone like a rhinoceros. So this last verse is about attaining the jhana already. With persistence aroused for the highest goal's attainment, we find unsmeared, not lazy in action, firm in effort, and uh, with steadfastness and strength arisen, wander alone like a rhinoceros, not neglecting seclusion, absorption, constantly leaving the Dharma in line with the Dharma, comprehending the danger in states of becoming, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Intent on the end of craving and hateful, learned, mindful, not martyred, certain, 
having reckoned the Dharma and striving, wander alone like a rhinoceros, unstartled like a lion at sounds, unsnared like a wind in a net, unsmeared like a lotus in water, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Like a lion, forceful, strong in fang, living as a conqueror, a king of beasts, resort to a solitary dwelling, wander alone like a rhinoceros. At the right time, consorting with the release through goodwill, compassion, appreciation, equanimity, unobstructed by all the world, any world, wander alone like a rhinoceros. Oh, that's the four immeasurables. Si Wu Liang Jing. Having let go of passion, aversion, delusion, having shattered the fetters, undisturbed at the ending of life, wander alone like a rhinoceros. People follow and associate for a motive. Friends without a motive these days are rare. They are shrewd for their own ends and impure. Wander alone like a rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, that's very... <laughs> it's a tense here. So by now, I, th I think you, everybody is quite confused. Huh? Like, so <laughs> have friends or not have friends? Don't worry. There's one more sutta. <laughs> Diga Janu. Yeah, to Diga Janu. So in a way, the earlier one, as I said, uh, directed to the monks. In many cases, I would still say that if you are striving towards enlightenment, then even those suttas are applicable to you, even if you are not monks. But that part, the one that we just went through uh, is very specific for those who are on the renunciation path. Yeah. But here, this is <clears throat> uh, some good news for you. Uh, let you end, end on a happy note. Uh. Otherwise, you all go back depression. Diga Janu. I have heard that on one occasion, the Blessed One was dwelling among the Koliyans. Now the Koliyans have a town called Kakaraputta. There Digajanu, the Koliyan, went to the Blessed One, and on arrival, having bowed down to the Blessed One, sat to one side. As he was sitting there, he said to the Blessed One, We are lay people, enjoying sensuality, living crowded with spouses and children using kasi fabrics and sandal wood. Kasi is a very fine kind of cloth, a very refined kind of cloth. So, uh, and it's from, uh, I think it's from this place, kasi. So, wearing garlands, sands, and creams, oh, just like you are. Huh? <laughs> uh, do you all wear garlands? Eh? Where's your garland? Garland of flowers, sands, uh, and creams. Do you all apply cream today? Wow. Some yes, some no, huh? Handling gold and silver. Mm. Uh, you all bring your gold bar. <laughs> Who can't? <laughs> May the Blessed One teach the Dharma for those like us, for our happiness and well-being in this life, for our happiness and well-being in lives to come. Wow. I can see Alvin's eyes pop up. I can see Elika. Yes, wow. alive already, alive. Yeah. Even the little one behind. Oh, like, well, I can't, can't. The Blessed One said, Blessed One referring to the Buddha, yeah? Therefore, there are these four qualities, Tiger Paul, that lead to a lay person's happiness and well-being in this life. Which four? Being consummate in initiative, being consummate in vigilance, admirable friendship, and maintaining one's livelihood in tune. Yeah? So of the four, the third one is admirable friendship, yeah? which is topic for today. So, and what does it mean to be consummate in initiative? There's this, there's the case where a lay person, by whatever occupation he makes his living, whether by farming or trading, or cattle tending or archery, or as a king's man, or by any other craft, is clever and untiring at it, endowed with discrimination in its techniques, enough to arrange and carry it out. This is called being consummate in initiative. Uh, so I wanted to share this sutta because um, it highlights admirable friendship, but not just that. And in the context of how lay people can have happiness and well-being in this life. 
you all want happiness and well-being in this life? Say yes. Yes, very good. <laughs> yeah. So the first one I thought is very interesting. I uh, I've touched on this in the ITBW class. Yeah. And here it clearly the Buddha clearly states how a person can be successful in terms of his career, his or her career for that matter. Yeah. Uh, and that's do you all see in this paragraph? Do you all see anywhere here where the Buddha say recite Ta Peizo? Huh? Or did you see here the Buddha say recite Jun Ti Senzo or something? <laughs> I mean of uh, later all the all, all the individuals who recite all this come and come after me. Uh. No, no, no. Please continue to recite whatever mantra, sutra, uh, Buddha name you are reciting. Uh, but I just want to highlight not me, ma. This is not me, ma. This is Buddha Seva, right? Uh, Buddha give very, uh, to me, very pragmatic advice. You know, when it, it is pertaining to, pertaining, pertaining to your day-to-day -day life, it gives you very day-to-day -day advice. Makes complete sense, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at this, by whatever occupation, okay, whatever occupation, so it includes all the supplement, whatever thing you are doing. Yeah. So, and then here, whether by farming and so on and so forth. Yeah. So cover all the possibilities. Key thing is you must be clever, untiring. Yeah. So you must put in effort. You must also use your brain. Uh, <laughs> must work smart. Uh, don't just work hard. Yeah. So work smart and work hard. And end up with discrimination of his techniques. So it meaning that as far as your career, your work is concerned, you must you must really go and um, figure things out. Yeah, figure things out on how to get things done. Cannot just sit there and wait for people to tell you. You must go and figure things out. Yeah. Figure enough to the point where you can arrange and carry it out. Make sense or not? Huh? Yeah. So I, I think the Buddha is uh, many times we have uh, a kind of lopsided view of the Buddha. We think that Buddha only gives that kind of spiritual advice. Yeah? But for worldly problems, the Buddha just gives us very practical worldly advice. And what does it mean to be consummate in vigilance? There's the case where a lay person has righteous wealth righteously gain coming from his initiative, his striving, his making an effort, gathered by the strength of his arm, earned by his sweat, he manages to protect it through vigilance. With the thought, how shall neither kings nor thieves make off with this property of mine, nor fire burn it, nor water sweep it away, nor hateful airs make off with it. This is called being consummate in vigilance. In other words, from part one, you work hard, you're capable, and then you earn your keep. So after that, you learn to manage your wealth so that it doesn't get, uh, the first one, kings don't take it away, uh, so you don't get overtaxed. <laughs> no, no. But in ancient times, kings can really come and just say, take your property and say, this is now uh, belonging to the king. Yeah, so you have to protect it. So thieves, yeah, so you must make sure your items are safeguarded and then you must buy, I think nowadays it means you must buy insurance to guard against fire and water. So you got fire, got water. Yeah, hateful as, hateful as how? Uh, how to guard against them? Just don't have kids. Uh. <laughs> uh, hateful as, uh, right of you, yes, right of you. Uh. Now, this is the part pertaining to our topic. And what is meant by admirable friendship? There is a case where a lay person, in whatever town or village he may dwell, spends time with householders or householders' sons, young or old, who are advanced in virtue. He talks with them, engages them in discussions. He emulates consummate conviction in those who are consummate in conviction, consummate virtue in those who are consummate in virtue, consummate generosity in those who are consummate in generosity, 
and consummate discernment in those who consummate in discernment. This is called admirable friendship. This is the four qualities I've mentioned many times. Xing Jie Shi Hui. And again, uh, remember yesterday, Xiao Pusa uh, catch up that I mentioned. If we respect a person, there's three levels. Yeah? First level is just uh, we praise the person. Second level, we support. Third level is to emulate. We change ourselves. Uh, this is to the extent. Yeah? And what I really like about this, this paragraph, among other suttas that talk about this also, is that here, the, in a way, the, the boundaries yeah, of what constitute admirable friendship yeah, is something very doable for all of us. So, spends time with householder or householder's sons, young or old, who are advanced in virtue. Yeah? So, it doesn't have to be directly Buddha. As long as someone who is um, developed in um, the four qualities, yeah? uh, in virtue, generosity, uh, faith, sorry, in uh, faith, virtue, generosity, and discernment. As long as that person is uh, developed in these four qualities, uh, then you can consider this person to be uh, an admirable friendship. And to spend time with that person and then engage, talk to them, engage with them in discussion to the end of to the end of emulating their qualities. So. <clears throat> but here I also want to highlight uh, that the, there's the mention of householder or householder's son. Yeah. I think in today's context. Um, or perhaps within this context of this sutta, then there are certain social boundaries. Yeah, uh, but in the Buddha's time, like uh, Venerable Kima, yeah, she's one of the arahant. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, there are several of the Buddha's disciples who are female or arahants as well, and lay female disciples who are very knowledgeable, who are very capable as well, who are known for their wholesome qualities. Uh, so similarly, uh, you look around our sisters here uh, with wholesome, wholesome or not? Wholesome? Uh, how about uh, Siu Yin? Wholesome or not? Uh, Saikyang wholesome or not? Me? Me? Wholesome? How about Siu Ming? Wholesome? wholesome? Okay. <laughs> uh, so our young sis, uh, like Alika, how do you want to say? Uh, so to me uh, in today's context it's not just for, towards men uh. whether you're men or women if you have these four qualities then you qualify as admirable friendship so, and what does it mean to maintain one's livelihood in tune there's the case where a lay person knowing the income and outflow of his wealth maintains a livelihood in tune neither a spendthrift nor a penny pincher. Thinking, thus will my income exceed my outflow, and my outflow will not exceed my income. So this is in Chinese, yeah. uh, So the Buddha even do financial planning for people. Huh? What did you know? Buddha was a financial planner. <clears throat> the things that Buddha has to do for us. Uh, just as when a weir or his apprentice when holding the scales knows it has tipped down so much or it has tipped up so much in the same way the lay person knowing the income and outflow of his wealth maintains a livelihood in tune neither a spendthrift nor a penny pincher thinking thus will my income exceed my outflow and my outflow will not exceed my income if a lay person has a small income but maintains a grand livelihood, it will be rumoured of him. This clansman devours his wealth like a fruit tree eater. If a lay person has a large income but maintains a miserable livelihood, it will be rumoured of him. 
this clansman will die of starvation. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> when a layperson, knowing the income and outflow of his wealth, maintains a livelihood in tune, neither a spendthrift nor a penny pincher, thinking, thus will my income exceed my outflow, my, and my outflow will not exceed my income. This is called maintaining one's livelihood in tune. Huh? The Buddha even gives an example. These are the four drains on one's store of wealth. Uh, the Buddha even go into specific detail, breakdown of the financial planning, yeah? the kind of expenditure that you should avoid. Debauchery in sex, debauchery in drink, debauchery in gambling, and evil friendship, evil companionship, evil camaraderie. Just as if there were a great reservoir with four inlets and four drains, and a man were to close the inlets and open the drains, and the sky were not to pour down proper showers, the depletion of that great reservoir could be expected, not its increase. In the same way, these are the four drains on one's store of wealth, debauchery in sex, debauchery in drink, debauchery in gambling, and evil friendship, evil companionship, evil camaraderie. So this is four ways that your wealth can work. So the opposite is in the next paragraph. These are the four inlets, one store of wealth, no debauchery in sex, no debauchery in drink, no debauchery in gambling, and admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie. Just as if there were a great reservoir with four inlets and four drains and a person were to a man were to open the inlets and close the drains, and the sky were to pour down proper showers. The increase of the great reservoir could be expected, not its depletion. In the same way, these are the four inlets to one store of wealth, no debauchery in sex, no debauchery in drink, no debauchery in gambling, and admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie. This tiger paw are the four qualities that lead to a lay person's happiness and well-being in this life. <clears throat> so at this juncture, I want to perhaps highlight, um, while the Buddha mentioned these four that can um, cause a person to lose their wealth, uh, in today's context, <clears throat> you may not um, engage in, indulge in sex, drink, or gambling. Yeah? But maybe you have friends who will chill you to go and spend money, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, unnecessarily. Yeah. Uh, I heard from some students that some young people, they would just, um, they, they would compare with one another, yeah, all the branded stuff, yeah, and they would spend beyond their means, taking, sometimes even taking loans. Uh, Credit card is basically a form of loan. Yeah, that's the most direct. Uh, it seems like there are those who actually take loans to like um, fuel their expenditure. So there's a trend of young people declaring blank, uh, bankruptcy. This tiger paw are the four qualities that lead to a lay person's happiness and well-being in this life. There are these four qualities that lead to a lay person's happiness and well-being in lives to come. Okay, I think uh, I'll finish reading this. Huh? This is basically the four qualities. Oh. Do you want me to read through this? Go through this? Because we have gone through this before. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Any questions? So, do you all know whether Buddhism is a path of solitude or solidarity yet? Yes, Vicky. Uh -huh. uh, so, while we look for someone from the yes, yes. Person, the other person is... yes, yes. 
So uh, yes, I've uh, I've shared there there are questions there are students who asked this before because if we are always looking for someone who is on par or higher. So in the case of on par, you're on par with that person. So from that person's point of view, you're also on par with them, right? But if you try to look for someone who is higher than you, from that person's point of view, you're lower mark. Right? Uh, so does it mean that we will always only get to learn from people who is on par with us? So there's a difference between on par in, or, or higher than us in terms of quality or lower than us in terms of quality versus the person's inclination. If a person is lower but has right view, had put in the right effort to want to learn, uh, that's different from someone who is lower in terms of qualities and at the same time is not keen to learn Dharma. Uh, so that's one part. Uh, so even if you are, uh, if you take in consideration that those persons that talk about uh, associating with someone who is on par and higher, it doesn't exclude those who are lower in terms of quality, but who are uh, likewise uh, intent on learning the Dharma, pursuing the path. Uh, so then that would... Uh, that would uh, not have that conundrum of <laughs> eh? if everybody is looking for someone who is higher than who is going to you know uh, be able to help each other. Uh, but there's a second part which is if you are currently at the stage where you are incapable of helping others, yeah, or teaching, then and uh, you may be easily affected by others, and then you should really avoid those who are. Uh, either lower or not intent on the path. Yeah. Considering the Buddha himself and the Arahants, uh, there, are, there are quite a lot of those uh, who are dead, yeah, but they are not really eager to practice. Yeah. But the Buddha didn't just on day one, uh, this, all these are <laughs> stand over there, <laughs> go far, far. Right? So that's also the consideration on your, your stage on the path? Are you still uh, learning yourself or are you ready to be guiding and teaching others? Yeah. Because surely those who are preceptors, when they ordain um, newcomers, the newcomers is definitely lower than them. And the newcomers' um, effort and intent is definitely lower than those who have been in the practice for a longer time. Yeah. Uh, by, and, uh, by and large, lah. But it doesn't mean that the preceptors and the senior monks would then discard them. Huh? If that's the case, then <laughs> the community will just dwindle and disappear. Huh? But that's a very important point to, to, to check. Because otherwise, like, hmm? <laughs> how? <laughs> any, other, <clears throat> any other questions or thoughts? So to wrap up today's session, I want you all to... Uh, look around and see whether you know or don't know anybody. If you know that person, uh, say hello. Uh, eh? Social distancing cannot handshake, right? Uh, so, can uh, we Buddhists, but we are Buddhists. So, yeah. So, greet each other. Yeah. Can turn around, right? Uh, turn around, greet each other. Yeah. And introduce yourself. Uh, uh, introduce your name. Uh, so at least after this session might have said might like how everybody know each other already more or less yeah uh a few years ago, I think for um, for the SGC, once a month we actually have the uh, veggie cooking, and then we have the after that we have the lunch gathering. Yeah, that was part of uh, pretty much part of the SGC on a monthly basis, <clears throat> and the purpose was to 
uh, build up the community to know each other a bit better. Yeah. Because otherwise, even for us, you see, easy to just come, go, come, go. Yeah. And then on top of that, sometimes during some SGC session, I'll get the participants to spend the first five minutes, you know, um, going around to introduce themselves. You know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, in due time, when the uh, COVID-19 is more under control, then we can do a bit more of that. And with that, we wrap up today. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Lao. Yuan Da Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Hu Yuan Zhi Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pusa Dao. Amitabha.